hello, Hare mai, kia ora tātou, kia ora, welcome along. Oh, you must have been some very sad and confused showy ovarians this week. I'm sure on Monday morning you would have eagerly run to your podcast listening devices, so excited to hear the latest episode of showy ovaries and been bereft that there was nothing new there. And let me tell you, I was very sad not to get it to you on time, but you see, I had a good excuse. I spent one quarter of Sunday in hospital. That's right. The dreaded vid finally caught up with me, and as I have a flair for the dramatic, I didn't do it by halves. So I tested positive about 5am on Sunday, and though timing is good in that I have no shows for another week, it was bad as I was at my parents' house in Christchurch to see my sister, who was home with her family from overseas. So we are all currently in the same house, but we just can't see each other. But it is also good because I have mum, the trained nurse, on the case and looking after me, who also had COVID a couple of months ago, so I didn't really have the added stress of thinking I might kill my parents. And I am actually in my mum's room, thanks mum, which has an ensuite and a kitchenette. So this is basically COVID ISO five-star Sheraton styles. So again, Thanks, mum. Anyways, so I got this tiny sore throat and cough on the Saturday night, but it was nothing really, so I thought I'd test in the morning. I proceeded to then get absolutely no sleep all night, like not one bit of sleep. And about 5am, I felt it a bit feverish, so I went and got a test, and yes, I had a dirty rat. The test line practically blinked neon. It came up so quickly. So now this is the only test where I've been literally saying in my head, please don't be positive. Please don't be positive. Oh, so many plans. And yet it was. My sister lives in Saudi Arabia, you see, as well. And as a staunch feminist myself, with an intolerance for misogyny, I will never go there. I'd be in jail faster than you can say, what do we want? Women's rights. When do we want them? Now which means I won't see my niece and nephew again for a couple of years. So it's just a bit shit because I was keen to get to know them more as young adults and their planned trip up to see me at the end of this month without their parents is also cancelled so they can catch up with their friends here that they couldn't see now due to my being sickly and gross. Boo! But, you know, I don't think I am the first person whose plans have been inconvenienced by the novel coronavirus, which I don't mind telling you is losing some of its novelty for me. Anyway, as I say, other people have had it much worse, so I have to remind myself of that. Anyway, I felt initially okay on Sunday morning, and I was like, oh yeah, it's just going to be mild for me. It's all going to be great. I requested an ice block from Nurse Ashton, and just as I finished it, this utter wave of intense nausea swept over me like it was horrendous horrendous as did a desire to use the lavatory now I do wonder if those two urges hadn't coincided at that moment the nausea and that I might not have gone to hospital but who knows because I had to get out of bed and immediately felt even more horrendous so I ended up like kneeling on the ground hugging the end of my bed sort of like swearing before actually lying in a fetal position on the floor in my room for a bit I then staggered out the door to get to the loo I had a mask on and was trying to keep my distance etc but my sister was in that toilet so I asked mum if I could use hers and then I woke up on the ground with my mum putting me in the recovery position and she was like touching my face and I was like what happened and she said you passed out. And I tell you what, that is a fucking bizarre feeling, like to just wake up like that. Apparently mum caught me, so no head injury. Thanks mum. But I still needed the toilet. So I actually crawled 
into the toilet. I was like breathing really heavily. I wasn't breathless, but I think I guess my heart wanted oxygenated blood. Anyway, so I crawled in there and I looked um, very pretty through all of this, obviously. So put your minds at rest about that. Anyway, and then I said to mum, you can leave me now, but mum refused to leave in case I fainted again, which was ridiculous, I thought, until... I fainted again and she had to make sure that I didn't crack my head on the tiles. So mum is really good at me avoiding head injuries. So I think it's time to forgive her for the time she dropped me on my head as a baby off a change table. Anyways, then I came to and suffered the indignity of my mother holding me up while using the toilet. And I will let you imagine what I was using the toilet for. But at least she turned around and looked the other way for the cleaning process. OMG, FML, WT fuck. She then supported me back to bed and ran an ambulance. And I was all like, oh, don't be silly. I don't need an ambulance. But then two very nice chaps turned up quite quickly, which I was impressed with. They said they were busy, but they were there like within 25 minutes. I was sure they would say, oh, just have a barley sugar and go back to bed. But they said I should go to hospital because my blood pressure was low when I stood up. And there's something so tempting about going, nah, she'll be right, mate, when the ambulance says that. Um, they, said, they said to me, look, we can't force you to go to hospital, but we strongly recommend you do. And you want to say no, but then you remember that you make a living dressed in period costumes and homemade bonnets, and you should probably listen to the medical professionals. And so off you go. So I went to the waiting room at Christchurch Hospital. Not long after I got there, that same nausea started to creep in again, and I felt disgusting. Then mum turned up and I fell asleep with my head on her lap like when I was eight. I got called through after a couple of hours and was prodded and poked, electroded, heart monitored, blood tested, etc. I had another wave of nausea when the nurse was digging around in my arm. He was there looking for a vein and I nearly fainted again, but was eventually given a litre of saline solution. Stat! Well, it would have been stat, but the nurse couldn't find her glasses for like an hour. So that was quite weird. I was waiting for her to find her glasses. In hospital, I had a small temperature and I was sort of like freezing a lot of the time. So I actually wore mum's gloves at one point. But I eventually was released from observation around eight o'clock to go home. I felt a lot better. They gave me free paracetamol and ibuprofen by that time. Yeah, and I was feeling a lot better. And I have done ever since. So this is day seven. Day two was high drama. Then the rest have been sort of like a mild cold. The last couple of days, a bit of touch of lightheadedness, no fatigue, no sore throat, only slightly stuffed up, tiny cough, not much phlegm. So yeah, it's bloody weird, mate. But you tell you, I'll tell you what, it makes a very good story. So massive props to all facets of the New Zealand health system that we used and not a cent to be paid. Though I am a St. John's member, so I got that free ambulance, but I only really did that as a donation to St. John's, but that worked out well for me. So anyway, thanks, Health NZ. I know everyone is beleaguered. My ED doctor looked a bit harassed, but she was no-nonsense as fuck, which I really enjoyed. And she actually rang me in a panic when I got home because she I'd been given that ibuprofen. And she thought that might be bad for my low platelet condition, but I was all good. However, I appreciated her concern and follow-up. In my isolation, I have edited Jenny Agnew's podcast, which is coming out next week. I interviewed Leanne Dalzell, 
But that was interesting um, and that I haven't thought that I'd had any brain fog, but talking to her, I definitely wasn't as sharp on my questioning and thinking and there were some more blank periods where she just had to wait for me. Um, Otherwise, I've watched some excellent television, my favourite being the gay rom-com Fire Island. Fire Island, I've been to it. It's an island off New York that's a bit of a gay utopia and this movie is set there called Fire Island and it follows the plot of Pride and Prejudice and I really enjoyed figuring out which character was which. You know, is that Kitty? Is that Elizabeth Bennett? That's Jane. Honestly, quarantining without the internet or television, I can't imagine. That must have just sucked absolute balls. The Middle Ages, God, must have been fucking tedious with that plague. So there you go. I'm not really sure how I got COVID because I have been assiduous, but I did perform one show. It was only about 24 hours before symptoms, so that would have been quick, but it's not impossible. And it was a show that I wasn't producing where half of the audience wasn't masked. So it could have been that. Who knows? But let this be a reminder, people, please, for the love of God, wear your fucking masks. I was lucky I didn't lose much money, but if it had been a week later, I would have lost a lot of money. So please, it's not too much to ask. And anyway, remember, if you don't do that, you might end up with your mother not letting you use the toilet by yourself. So just think about that. Okay, everybody, till next time. Kaki Ta. 